0: Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful. Conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth minded organizations.
1: Derek, today we're going to talk about how do we measure what we do? Branding is super. Squishy. We call it squishy here. I would, let's call it, it's very intangible. It's something that people invest in all the time and it's really important for business and it's really important for success within marketing and all these other components. But it's hard to measure sometimes. We don't have a product on a shelf to buy. You know, you walk into a retail
0: store to pick up a new box of golf balls. You can grab them, touch them, look at them and walk away with that. But when you hire somebody to help you with branding, you're taking that brand, that work hasn't been done yet. It hasn't been created yet for you. So you're taking a little bit of a leap of faith
1: that that partner is going to get you there. We don't normally have a problem with clients or prospective clients not understanding the value in what we do. That's not generally what this conversation is going to be about, but they do find interest in how we choose to measure the success of what we do for the long term.
0: It's one of the, what's one of the first things we ask when we're, when we start working with somebody is what does success look like to you? Um, we, if we're doing our job, right, if we're doing right by you, let's put a couple of measurables out there so that when we're done and we look back, we know that, we agree what that success what that finish line looks like
1: Yep, and we've had clients go back and they go what is this just for your case study at the end um we do use it in the case studies just fair fair warning but i think that most of this comes back to say what we do needs to have some accountability to it and if we don't do it with accountability then there's really no checks and balances for our team to make sure that we're doing it right our goal is to provide incredible impact with the work that we do, these are this is the proof of that impact. So what I wanted to do is just run through like super high level. I pulled some KPIs or are, some metrics. What are KPIs for uh, the, key performance indicators for from projects that we've just done over the last couple months and just like pulling them just so people who if, if this is a completely new topic for you, you have at least some form of oh he's talking about that. That makes more sense so when we deal with customers or fans of brands this could be something like your net promoter score that's a really common one that we use think about like social media engagement metrics like likes comments shares that could be a way that we can measure this Um, attendance at events or activations that we can do frequency of repeat purchases maybe there's customer retention weight rates we can focus on on before and afters even like recognition we can figure out through surveying and other data collection, um, how recognizable something might be, whether it's brand or packaging or things like that. I, I like the idea of thinking that design or creative awards is a metric that can be measured of success on how good or how bad something is. That's not always the case, but sometimes it's a good measurement. But for maybe employees or things like that, you, we use these metrics similarly, right? Like we've used net promoter score for employees all the time. Do, do you like working here? Would you suggest working here? Yep. Employee, employee satisfaction type surveys. Yep. yep. Um, satisfaction rates, retention rates yep. for employees is really important. Referrals, like how many referrals have we gotten? Or is that increasing? Is it decreasing? So those, those metrics are interesting. And then we deal with sponsorships a lot, just talking about sponsorships, whether it's one of our clients sponsoring or maybe our client is having sponsors how does that work and comes in on like what is the roi on some kind of those sponsorships what is the brand visibility does our reach expand and how many you know eyeballs have we had on certain activations so these are like hard working metrics and i want to put these on the table at the beginning of the conversation because i don't want to talk about them moving forward but those are what we're talking about when i say how do we measure brand success it's with any of those and then there's a whole bunch of other ones behind the scenes they're really customized for what project we're working on and what we can measure because every client's different and the one additional one that
0: every customer most customers that we're looking that we're talking with are looking at are financial metrics also absolutely our sales yeah. went up we sold more we successfully got into a new market, um, et cetera. So there's a
1: financial impact. That's obviously part of this too. Absolutely. So why do we do this? Why do we measure? Why do we care about measuring success? We kind of got about it in a little bit at the front to say it's about accountability. It's about understanding that it costs a lot to do what we do. You're going to invest tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in your brand. What What are you investing that into for certain activations and what are you getting out of that? It's important for us to feel like we're doing right by you. We're doing right by everybody involved to make sure that there are objective measurements instead of subjective pieces. Yep. What's the return on
0: my investment? And we do and we do refer to this as an investment. We refer to any effort financially or otherwise that you put into your brand, we see that as an investment, not as a cost. So there, there is absolutely a return
1: on that investment. And I see the, what is it essential for us to do within the project scope when we're actually working with a client, it kind of moves in future, future oriented ways and past oriented ways. So like for the past oriented ways, it's really important to understand what have we done and has it been successful and how has it been successful? And that's a really good thing to understand. But future oriented ways ways is to say, how do we have more informed decision-making when we're talking about the strategy we're taking within a brand project or initiative, or maybe how we approaching the execution of this project is that change based on informed decisions. So it's like, how do we be smarter is kind of how I start looking at it. How do we understand what we've done and if it's been successful is a really good way. But I like to think of metrics as helping us get smarter moving forward. Yeah, but you get sm- and like you said, you get smarter by learning from
0: w- what was done before the what, past, yeah. what, what worked, what didn't and, and why didn't it work and why did or why did it work? I and mean, let's ho- let's hone in
1: on that so that now we're even raising the bar as we go forward. Some of the big categories that I like to look at when we're talking about metrics and KPIs of like how we actually bucket these in my in my mind, I bucket them really into three big camps for brand. One would be brand awareness. Think about this: of like how well is our brand known, just generally within a certain audience or maybe in different audiences, which is measurable. Yep, super yep. measurable brand perception. How are we perceived by certain audiences, which I think most people go, well, how do you measure that? And there's actually really interesting ways to measure how people think of you and understanding that really helps to understand is what we're doing effective for creating the type of perception we want. Think of branding as crafting a perception that this is like a critical point for metrics for me.
0: Especially when you um, understand what the current perception is by the of the organization and how they think of themselves yeah, and, and the potential um, say fracture or misalignment between how they think, what their perception, what their reputation is versus the results you hear back when you measure that perception by their and audience. You're teasing
1: what I want to get to later on in this conversation, but really that in uninformed gut reaction is most of the time off from what is actually being portrayed out in the audiences. The last bucket that I look at is brand loyalty. So think about this of like how committed are our customers to us or how committed are our employees to us or how committed are our sponsors to us or how we, we can measure it for different audiences all over the place. But those three, the awareness, perception, and loyalty is really where we can start finding blind spots within your brand to go, wow, we just didn't know that we thought we we thought we were perceived like this and we're just not at all.
0: We could probably
1: have and maybe we have in some
0: cases we could have a conversation on each of those three. Brand loyalty is fascinating to me. Yeah. How do you get people who buy your services or products to not be once a time one-time buyers purchasers how do you get them to buy more often and even more important how do you get them to be such a fan of you your product your service your team that they start selling for you they start telling their friends their colleagues their tribes that your service and your brand is the
1: only brand for that group of people if you can crack that metric you're probably crushing it. So I look at those three and I actually see them as being interconnected, right? When you look at awareness leads to perception, right? So if people know about you in a certain way, well, they're going to perceive you in that certain way. And so that growing awareness, whether good or bad can change that perception of what you're doing. So they, they kind of have a hand in hand Piece. And then a positive perception, if you have really good perception feedback, and it's like, wow, we're doing a great job on this, generally that leads to more brand loyalty feedback. So they're really connected, and you can we can talk about lagging indicators and leading indicators, but when you're looking at these, you can't just say... All we care about is brand awareness because if, if you only care about brand awareness, then your perception might be off. And if your perception is off, then your loyalty is off. And there's, there's those things. And if you're just looking at loyalty, then you don't understand how much people know of you and how they're even becoming loyal of you. And and so there's just like, to me, it's hard to say we're going to measure one thing and one thing only. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great model for people
0: to be thinking about when they're think you know, when they're looking at their, their. KPIs metrics of again what what is it that they're going to measure a successful brand initiative against and a before and after of awareness perception and
1: loyalty are really helpful components to be thinking about so we use the, this approach all the time, especially in our first part of our process in discovering what the challenge is, right? We do that a lot. This, we talked about measuring brand success, and that's great, but there's also measuring the current brand's success. So doing this at the front end of our projects generally helps us understand if the initiative that we've set out on is successful. So we do it at the beginning, we do it at the end. My favorite when we talk about like, well, if we're gonna do anything, figuring out someone's net promoter score within a certain audience is absolutely the first thing that I would say, well, that's a really helpful piece. And a net promoter score for those who don't know, measure how likely someone is to recommend your brand or your offering to another person. So you talk about loyalty, that's a big part of that, but it breaks it into groups to understand who is what and then how do we understand that individual whether they're a promoter or an attractor or they're in between they're neutral that that to me has really been successful when we work with clubs when we work with organizations when we work with professional sports organizations it's just really helpful to get a benchmark for where are we at today
0: yeah and those are two different audiences too um and the net promoter score works on both for clubs where you're probably talking about members engaging again, are, are our members promoters of our club and our brand and our story and our message? Or are they telling the wrong story? Or are they actually detracting and, and damaging who we are and our brand perception awareness? For sports teams, we're talking about fans.
1: Or sponsors. Yep. Yeah, partners um, too, for there's, sure. There's this level of... I, I try to get every one of our clients to understand the importance of their employee base, especially with how important it is to retain talent and keep that thriving that net promoter score from an employee standpoint can really help you understand like hey which employees do i need to be leaning into how can i make my promoters more happy about what's going on because they're going to help me spread the word about working here and then from a detractor standpoint how can i make them happier what what am i doing right now that makes them not interested in sharing this with their friends and getting more people like them on our team. So anyways, the high level of what I, what I wanna go into next is around why. Why does this really matter? And we, you touched on it earlier to say it's really making the subjective decisions easier to not be subjective. A lot of people say, well, my gut tells me this. And that's a great way to do it. And there's a lot of power in, you know, making decisions with your gut. But we've seen it time and time again where someone might say, I think we are seen like this, but we're just not when it comes to actually asking people. The steps and branding in the, you know, the the conversation
0: that we're having can get so, like you set it up at the beginning, gray, squishy. Um, What that means is there's a whole undertone of subjective. Activity of personal preference of like dislike I'm attracted to that my gut says this my gut says something else um, that's inherent in the process and so what we're trying to do is gather the insights that add objectives to the whole thing it helps you make decisions uh, it helps you feel informed it helps you not just guess
1: yeah I mean think about who you are as a marketing leader you are as a leader within your space you have some biases, right? When you move through a project, you might be one of the three audiences your brand is for. Maybe you work for a professional sports team and you're a certain type of fan yourself. Well, that makes you biased towards what that type of fan might think versus what the other ones might think. Or maybe you own a sporting goods company and you use the product yourself. And you're the type of audience that might believe this way, but your product isn't just for you. It's hard to break yourself away from that and believe that you might be perceived or you might have different loyalties in a different realm in what you you personally believe. Helps us too.
0: Um, Oh yeah. We'll come into a club conversation and we'll start talking about their, their existing brand or what they're thinking and because you and I play golf, we inherently without you even being aware of it or yeah, thinking about it for automatically sure. have an opinion. You, you go into your own individual, Derek as a golfer role and judge what it is that you see, but without any of the
1: objective guidelines to know what the question was that they were actually going to yeah. ask. And I think that it's even if like total side, we're going down a different alley here. It's even more difficult for us because We need that data to really keep ourselves true because not only do you have the personal biases that you're talking about, which we try to stay away from as much as possible, but then you have the biases from other projects you've worked with within that same industry to say, well, we knew this at the time, but as you know, industries change, audiences change, things change so quickly that we could have done a project within the same industry with a similar challenge three or four years beforehand, that actually has a completely different viewpoint on it because that market has now changed.
0: And those KPIs have changed. Yeah. Uh, the KPIs of organizations before COVID are different for many organizations post-COVID. Nobody saw that coming. Um, <laughs> trends, the wants of the up-and-coming generations, it's its always a evergreen, changing, evolving
1: landscape. And that's what gets our team so excited slash frustrated, right? There's people in our office that would be like, well, why can't we just do this project like we did that project? And unfortunately, everything is so damn custom because things change. And every, every audience is a little bit different and every organization is just a little bit different. But we're not working with companies or brands that are just selling widgets. And they're definitely not selling widgets to general people. That's just not a successful organization that we've worked with. So when we talk about why do these initiatives need so much upfront work, why is everything so much uh, longer than what people would think? I mean, most people would go, well, why can't you just design the logo, Derek? I don't get it. Can't you just look at it and go, boom, it's this? There's a lot that goes into it. And the reason why there's a lot that goes into it is because it's so nuanced and it's so detailed and specific that you need the data like this to really break yourself out of just that internal or previous experience bias. So what are some red flags,
0: problems, symptoms that an organization might be
1: experiencing? I think my question from this is how would you know if you should be measuring brand success more than you are today? And. There's a couple of answers. One is the you inherently go to within projects and people are either deciding or not if it's successful based on if they like it or not. That is not the way to do it. The way to do it would be having these metrics, putting them in front of the audience in which you are trying to be successful and saying, do you do you believe that this is doing what it needs to do? And, and there's ways I'm super simplifying that. But that is how I think people can make data-informed decisions on creative things, which is really hard most of the time.
0: So, what you're saying, in in other words, is the biggest problem is that most organizations don't have any way; they're not they're not measuring any sort of success. There are no metrics or KPIs around whether or not what they're if their brand is working or not, other than just their personal, I like
1: it or I don't. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not, happy to
0: wear it. I'm, I'm happy to wear it on my swag yeah. or I'm not. That's their only litmus test. It's
1: to not have validation metrics. If you can't come back and say this works for our audience because of these things and we've actually asked them and they've even said this works that's a good validation to come back and go look we've achieved what we wanted to achieve or if you go way back to what we said and say even if you go as a team we're making this decision without asking the audience and that's totally fine but then you don't have metrics in place to say a year afterwards if that was successful or not that's what i'm looking for i had a side
0: conversation with um, a friend of mine and his wife and we were i was sharing with them the 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 brand identity from a golf club that we had worked with the deliverable that she was looking at was the updated logo sure and it was showing uh sharing with them the before and after um of something that had just gone live and she said i don't like it yeah and and i my response was that's totally okay because this brand is not for you this brand was not created for you you don't golf you don't live in this area yeah. um, the type of people that they are trying to attract specifically to, to their brand are a different demographic and want different things than you do but if uh, if that club was somewhere and in that same conversation and she turned to the person wearing the logo from that golf club and said I don't like that golf logo and that person's feelings get hurt or yeah because it's personal for take them. that personal preference as that again as that kpi as that lipness test without understanding that the person who's giving that judgment either a doesn't have all the insights or b isn't the target market and frankly we're not trying to talk to them so it's us being like it's all back to the way we set this up it's being smarter about the feedback the input that informs the actual information that tells us whether or not this is working the way we want it to.
1: Even within the story that you just told, branding is so tricky because it touches so many different pieces and there are so many opinions out there. And it is naturally, it's natural to be subjective about things. You have to be subjective. We can't be subjective, right? That's hard because we're not, you know, preaching to the choir thing, but every audience member, every fan of a sports team is subjective. Every member of a private club is subjective in what they do. And they're, they're subjective because they don't know that they're doing it. It's that behind the, you're not, it's not the frontal lobe. You're not really thinking about every single piece of, oh, this is, this is the logo because it's this and the color they picked is because of that. It makes total sense. And I love that it's all tied together and this makes sense. It has to make sense, but it has to be behind the scenes. It has to be immediately recognized. It has to come out. But how do we measure that? Is a so challenge. Ha- so ha- let's let's go
0: right into that. If a if an organization recognizes that they don't have any, or if they have some, not the right systems or metrics established to determine whether or not. Their efforts are successful. What what's a what are some tips or ways for somebody to get started? What
1: should they be thinking about doing first? Set clear goals is the number one thing. I think if you look, listen back to we're at. It- podcast episode 52 if you listen to the 51 before this i bet set clear goals is probably in at least half of them to just stop for a second and say what are we trying to accomplish and what would that mean to us can really be clear around what what the goals are for this project and it helps you to understand okay we could actually measure some of these pieces once we put those goals on a piece of paper somewhere The second one would be to use a combination of leading and lagging indicators. So leading indicators, meaning when we see this spike up, that means something's coming, versus when we see this spike up, that means something has already happened. So there is this leading lagging. I like to think about using both because it helps you keep an eye on both the past and the future a little bit. And then set up some kind of regular reviewing process that you're adjusting strategies but you're being really transparent around okay we're gonna watch these things we're gonna be accountable to these metrics and when it's not working after three months then we're going to change the way we look at this and this is why so it's just kind of marking everything down being way more transparent about it and then holding yourself accountable by putting metrics in place that keep you accountable Here
0: in in our office, we use a scorecard. We've adopted a form of EOS, and so people who have a one-year plan and have milestones, quarterly milestones, as an example, break down the certain things that we look at every week, once a week, to say, are those lagging? Are those leading? And what does that mean? To then for us to say, okay, what's working? What's not working? I think salespeople inherently get this pretty, I mean, sales, People are driven by KPIs. We're translating
1: CMOs. People get it. I mean, we're kind of dumbing it down a little bit, but there is this level of why is this important that probably needs to be said. It's because I don't
0: know anybody who's ever really consistently implemented and followed through on KPIs when it comes to their brand. Yeah. I think it's inherent and part of what salespeople and sales organizations do but not necessarily the marketing department. They're looking at, are our sales going up or are they going down? Are, is our stadium full or not? Is our membership full? Do we have a waiting list? Those are all frankly lagging indicators. Those are all the results of what has happened, but it doesn't tell you what the brand's role and in positively or negatively is affecting in those results.
1: Yeah, and being, in, I would recommend that people look at this at least yearly. When you talk about, Um professional sports teams looking at it after every season or in the off-season when people haven't, you know, made their judgments about the previous season, that's already happened. But the uh for clubs, it's by doing it your year-end, you do a year-end survey all the time for your membership to say, hey, we do this, we're gonna ask our audience, we're gonna ask them a bunch of questions. Make a brand portion in that. That's not that hard. Ask them some questions. How do you believe we're perceived today? down the list about what, what do we need to do? How would you like us to change? I mean, there's there's not very difficult questions to throw out there and you'll find that you get a lot of really interesting answers. Don't have to take them all, by the way. You can figure out what, what people say and it's good to know rather than to not know it all. And then when you're looking at going and evolving something, it makes you just feel like you've done the due diligence. It makes you a smarter person when it comes to your brand. To your point, a lot of people, just think they intuitively know what it should be where that's not most of the time the case. I'll know it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's back to the gut, the gut reaction. And so all our question is, is to say, let's actually put some definition around what that gut reaction and what that gut feeling means and how to make it a more positive one more often.
1: I think that we try to romanticize the idea of gut decision-making, right? It's like, Oh, it's my gut. I like, I like that. I like making decisions with my gut. That's great. But the amount of projects, at least I've worked on, where someone's making a decision with their gut, then you sit back and go, that doesn't make any sense at all. And then if you're not the decision maker, but the decision maker has made it with their gut, you feel like you didn't get a chance to really do the work the right way. The people who
0: successfully lean on their gut reactions are people who have already established their own KPIs and measuring steps and milestones so that then their gut reaction makes sense and then they they can trust that reaction it's like saying it's like people that get lucky all the time somebody famous said luck is when preparedness meets opportunity so from the outside point of view you might just see somebody whose gut reaction is that that's all they're judging it by but if that person and that brand and organization is successful it's because their gut reaction is based on all of the obje- sure. objectives that they are using sure versus the person who sees somebody who's working out and thinks that they're just judging it on their gut and going well i can do that too then because sure. it's working for them but they yeah. are not seeing all of the behind the scenes prep and strategy work
1: yeah that that's that person's f- actually. it's a fair yeah. point um To say if a brand's successful and they're making decisions with their gut, it's probably because they're not articulating the KPIs that they're really following, which is super fair. And then I would say a brand that's not successful in growing and exploring, expanding, and someone's making decisions with their gut is probably the same way, but they're not articulating all the reasons that they're measuring. And so they're not understanding that they're failing. Right.
0: It's like the harder I work and the smarter I am, the more often
1: my gut is right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, the luckier I get is that, right? The harder I work, the luckier I get is kind of that saying. Exactly. Anyways, takeaways here for me is to remember that metrics are really interconnected. When you think about what you're going to measure for brand success, I would take more than one measurement. There's not a one this is the only measurement. We talked about net promoter score. I'd start there. It's a really good one to start with, but I would add, I'd layer on specific things after that so that you understand the way that this kind of trickles up and down within your brand. Understand that KPIs can change. You need to be able to be reassessed and be critical of yourself and be okay with being wrong. When you have a gut reaction and your gut reaction is wrong, well, Thank God that you did measurement, right? Because now you know that, oh, okay, we were wrong. This isn't quite right and we can move forward. So I think that being wrong with your gut is not necessarily a bad thing. But to your point, it's about training that gut to get to the point where you understand by using these tools. And then learn from real world examples. Go find things. Go use this in the real world. Figure out what's right, what's not right. Go talk to people. We've I've talked to a couple of people at networking events when you go, hey, how do you guys measure the success within the way you're activating your brand, you're doing this stuff. And the people come up with really creative ways to do it because they have different audience than you makes you change the way you think about things for sure.
0: Yep. I think it's, I think it's great. I'm just going back to what we said before, brand awareness, brand perception, brand loyalty. If you think about, The handful of kpis that you put together as long as they're all tied back into helping you quantify in some way shape or form and get smarter about those three things then i think you're on the right track just make sure you're like you said be willing to set those measurables those uh, metrics and then be willing to change them because every once in a while we've put a metric on our scorecard and after three months realized that whatever we were measuring actually wasn't important didn't matter yeah and to be willing to say just to, to throw that one away because okay now be we've wrong. we've changed and focused on what actually is helpful for us cool until next time susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better stand out and engage audiences to grow their business for more on Susner, visit susner.com.